The following program is brought to you in living color. Why don't we try my wine? Well, I've never been interested in domestic wine. This isn't exactly domestic. Well, you like it, don't you? Well, I'll tell you, Tom, it's, uh, it's not really bad. It's... Tom, did you spend more than 50 cents for this? 50 cents for... You mean you don't like this wine? Say, I got a good mind to return it and make them give you your money back. I just don't understand what is wrong with you two. What is the joy that this stuff possibly brings you? It's just... It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's not fun. You two have demons you're trying to compensate for. Well, what about you? You're having a glass of wine. I'm not having a glass of wine. I'm having six. It's called a tasting, and it's classy. It's The Wine Crush, the show that's all about the grape. Now, here's the host of The Wine Crush, the woman-selected best wine show host within earshot, Laura Lawson. You all know people like this. You may be people like this. Welcome to The Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay sipping diva, and you are listening to the show that's all about the grape in all its glory, all the vine, all the time, everything you ever wanted to know about wine and were afraid to ask. That's what we are here for. We are your media resource for everything about our slowly getting trampled, happy little West Coast grape. Yes, he is having the two-foot stomp done to him in certain areas right now. Do people actually do that? Do they do they stomp on grapes anymore? Well, and why was that ever done? I mean, to me, uh, what? Oh, oh, well, let's okay. Let's uh, start there, Kent, honey. Yes. How else did you think the grapes were going to get squished? You're just going to take them with a rock? A and machine, beat it? yeah. I a, see, a, and we had a lot of machines in the 600s. Well, yeah. Okay. But why did we ever have people trampling on uh, on grapes with their feet? Couldn't you get athlete's mouth that way? athlete's mouth no we yeah. hope we're hoping that the alcohol takes care of the foot and oh mouth okay problem. well that's true i guess it yes. was thank you so, so thank that you. does kind of clarify that i mean i guess you could sit there and beat every little individual grape i know there were some turn presses and some bladder presses but not everybody could afford those kind of luxuries i mean basically you're assuming that these people had the money to have like an iphone 5 back then that's true so they used what they had they were resourceful and speaking of a bladder press, you go ahead. I, I've got to step out for a moment. Oh, gee, I'm shocked. I'm <laughs> absolutely shocked you're going to leave me. <laughs> thank you. All right, here on The Crush today, we have a... In fact, talking about stepping out, thank you for that lovely segue. That's kind of what we're going to look at today. Stepping out and giving it all up. What does that mean to the wine industry? How has it influenced the wine industry? The people who have decided to... What is it? What, what, what did uh, Tim always say? Step off the grid, step out, step... Uh, Anyway, I'm doing a bad. I don't know. Who was the LSD guy? Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh! Yeah, you, um, you're talking about uh, Boy, Leary. We're, Tim, we're, we're great Leary. today. Timothy Does everyone enjoy the crush as much as we are? <laughs> Maybe if somebody would call in that had an IQ over ten, we could make a complete sentence either on this side of the glass or on the other side of the glass today. Yeah, Timothy Leary is who you're talking yes. about. Yes. So we are all kind of going to look at the ramifications of people who have stepped off their grid, so to speak, and what they have done for the wine business. Uh, that actually ties into our guest today. We have Miss Sabrina. Rodhams. Uh, she is the winemaker and owner at Scratch Wines, but she has also gotten together a coalition of a whole bunch of individual like-minded people who decided they wanted to be brave and try and make their own wine. And when you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of money, you don't have property, you don't have marketing, but yet you still have the passion to make wine, you can get kind of lost out there. So this group has gotten together, and they are forming the Wines of Danger. So Sabrina will be joining us today to take a look at that for all of those brave souls who are out there making it one grape at a time. But before we get down that road, we have to do our wine recommendations. And our wine recommendations kind of do follow along the same idea of people stepping out and stepping off. Uh, the first, Evening Land. Evening Land is an amazing venom company. What they do is they have searched the world, Oregon, California, Burgundy, for the best spots and the best areas to grow two things, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. 
And by doing this, what they do is they can have a very, very diverse offering. Whether you like Burgundian style Chardonnays, whether you like California, whether you like Oregon, it has a little bit for everybody. And what's great about Evening Land is because they take all their time and all their efforts to find the best place to grow grapes and find the best way to transition that juice into wine. They don't have their finances tied up with properties. They don't have it tied up with estates or wineries. So everything they have can literally be put in the bottle. And it really shows through on their 2010 Willamette Chardonnay. Uh, it is appropriate because it is the Mad Hatter Chardonnay. And once I saw the whole concept of Mad Hatter, I just had to know I appreciated it. But this is great. Coming from Willamette, it's got great honeydew. It has peaches. It is, it, it's light. It's light, it's airy, but it's got just such a great balance. And it's so just a symphony on the tongue with all these wonderful flavors. You have a little bit of earthiness, you have a little bit of chalk, but above all, you taste it, and because it has malolactic, it's got that lush creaminess, just absolutely fabulous Chardonnay. So, the 2010 Mad Hatter Chardonnay from Willamette Valley from Evening Land is definitely worth tracking down. It's that time of year, we all need to get a little crazy anyway. So, there's your Chardonnay. Your red wine is from Neely, and Neely has done, they, they, they obviously, they're tied in with Varner, they're tied in with Fox Club, we've discussed the wines on the show before, but they do some really unique vineyard sourcing. The one I'm recommending today is the Neely Upper Picnic Block. Pinot Noir. And it comes from Spring Ridge Vineyard down in Santa Cruz. And if you think of Santa Cruz, number one, how many of you actually think about wines that are from south of San Francisco? If I had you picture, okay, we're going to wine country, we're flying into San Francisco, which way automatically do you think you get in your car and go? Everyone would try and head north to Napa and Sonoma. And a lot of times people will forget about some of the beautiful little regions that are just slightly south. Santa Cruz Mountains is one of them. Of course, they were made famous by the lovely people at Ridge. So when you hear Santa Cruz, you think Cabernet, you think Ridge, but these people really pioneered it out there, and doing Neely's Upper Picnic Block Pinot Noir is definitely a wonderful result of that. Uh, Very prolific, very, very dense, very balanced. It's just got all kind of great ripe red fruit. It's got great spice to it. You have an herbal orientation to it the wine is just lovely it's a beautiful area too it is gorgeous wonderful uh so it definitely shows through this is one of those areas that i know we try and explain terroir a lot on the crush being able to have in the bottle a sense of place and a sense of time to me this of the last year is the wine that best communicates that so for those of you who are looking for something special try the upper picnic block spring ridge vineyard out of santa cruz mountains pinot noir from neely i think you will really really enjoy that but as you look at both these offerings think about it people who have really moved forward they knew they were passionate about wine they knew they were excited about it and they think i'm going to find the best expression i possibly can i'm going to take the rule book i'm going to throw it out the window uh everyone says i can't plant pinot here i have to go to carneris or i have to go further south i'm going to try putting pinot noir in this cabernet spot and my god we get some of the best pinots i've had same thing with evening land if you had told me 30 years ago that there was going to be a company out there who had mastered the art and offering a chardonnay from California, from Oregon, and from France, I would have said, yeah, how many different wineries are they buying? It wouldn't have come just for one individual that has that vision. So as we look at people like that who have gone out and taken taken the brunt of things, put themselves in mental danger, emotional danger, fiscal danger, it definitely is impactful. So hopefully you enjoy this week's recommendations. But it is funny when people look at the wine business. Because I actually encountered someone who did this to me not more than two days ago. I was doing a tasting. I was doing an event. And standing behind the table talking about wine. And it was getting a little bit later in the evening. And I have to admit, I I was a little worn out. And we all know when I get worn out, I get a little punchy. When I get a little punchy, perhaps I should not be out in general public. But the poor guy came up the table and he wanted his fifth glass of the Pinot Noir I was tasting. And as he poured it, he's like, you know what? The more I've sat here and I've listened to you and seen what you do, I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to give up a real job and get in the wine business. Oh, oh no. (laughs) How long did he live after that? 
Uh, I think something along the lines of I didn't know you had one to begin with. But regardless, I think a lot of people view it like that because wine is such a passion for some people. Because for some people it's a hobby, you forget that a lot of people make their living off this. That a lot of people, this is a real job, it is a real lifestyle. It is granted, we need people to branch off and make their own brands and make their own wines and make their own rules. But you have to understand that it's not just something because, oh, I'm bored today, Kent's not really paying attention to the booth, I think I'll go make a Chardonnay. There's a lot of time, there's a lot of commitment. So when you make that step to, give it all up and have a real job in the wine world, you really have to calibrate yourself, your mentality, your skills, your set, and make sure that you're doing what's best for you. And we're going to see a lot of examples of that as we go through today, particularly, of course, when we talk with our guest, Miss Sabrine Rodham's uh, Wines of Danger. I like the concept of Wines of Danger. I'm looking forward to asking her where that came from. I like the sound of that. That just sounds like a movie title. Well, well I feel like we should have a, a 007 James yeah. Bond. No, 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 no. Yes, yeah. if you actually we're paying attention and could put something like that together. If I had only known. But it doesn't just impact what we're drinking. It doesn't impact what's getting into our glasses or how we get our hands on it. When you look at people who are stepping out, trying to expand and try to do something different, it really has an impact all the way through. A great example of this, there was an article in the Napa Valley Registered about abandoned vineyards. And apparently the State Lane Vineyard in Yontville is going to be officially declared abandoned. And you look at this, and in Yontville, we're dealing with a multi-million dollar property. Now, of course, you take one side of it and say, how does something like that happen? There's only so much great land. There's only so much arable land that's planted, that has grapes on it, that you have access to. But then you think about the people who have decided, okay, well, I'm going to get off the grid. I'm going to give it all up. I'm going to buy land. I'm going to start a winery. And whether they don't know anything about farming or they don't know anything about the wine business, all of a sudden you can find yourself upside down. But it is interesting for those of you around the country, I want you to think about how many times I know every single one of you has driven by a house or driven by a piece of property where it says no trespassing, condemned, whether it's a tenement, whatever else, and you just look at it and say, oh, it's abandoned, someone needs to come tear it down. Well, what about a big piece of vineyard? What about a big piece of land with a lot of grapes on it? It has the potential to cause a lot of problems. We're going to take a quick break right here, but when we return, we'll take a harder look at that and explain the problems they're having and see if we can find a creative solution for it. For pictures, videos, show recaps, and more, become a fan of Wine Crush Radio Group on Facebook. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. 1-800-542-6751. This is the news. 
This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Ranger Station, Ranger Speed. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? Uh, in the woods, just outside of town. Oh, not surprising. You've got your home. Bears have theirs. Yeah, but see, this wasn't just any bear. This bear was wearing jeans and a hat, as in a smoky bear. Jeans and a hat. That's definitely smoky. What exactly did he have to say? Well, we were about to head home, you know, after having a bonfire. Oh, I can guess where this is going. Right, right. See, Smokey told me the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. That's true. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires fires are caused by humans? That means 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. Wow, no kidding? I'm a forest ranger. We never kid. Sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Now more of Laura Lawson and the Wine Crush. Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Today we are throwing it all away and giving it all up and looking at the ramifications of people who have done that with reference to the wine world. Of course, we open discussing some great wine recommendations of people who have taken off the path less traveled. But before the break, we were mentioning the State Lane Vineyard that's basically been declared abandoned. And the first time I encountered the article, I thought, well, my God, is someone over there picking the grapes? Is someone taking advantage of it? But it's not just a situation that if you're going to plan to give it all up to make your own wine, that you're just really impacting yourself. The people who have this vineyard, of course, I had to read into this and figure out a little bit longer, they're actually endangering the vineyards and the places around them. By having a half cocked dream by not following it all the way through what's happened is we 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 don't talk about bugs often on the crush i I realize that all of us probably one aren't entomologists two aren't overly excited about uh all the little critters but there is a significant critter problem in napa and sonoma whether it's a glassy wing sharpshooter uh whether it's various kind of moss but what happens is the european grapevine moth can actually decimate vineyards and cause all kind of problems and if you have land that someone has tried to resurrect or tried to use as a viable grape source and decides not to all of a sudden it becomes a habitat for these moths or sharpshooters or other things that are detrimental to the whole valley. So you're faced with the problem. It's bad enough that you had to give up on what you wanted to do, but now your neighbors to the northeast, south, and west could wind up losing their vineyards as well. So it's important to understand ramifications of things like that. It will be fun to watch and see what happens with that vineyard because they're at a point now if they have to do something with it, it's going to cost them $30,000 to go in there and prune it and clean it up with no guarantee that it's going to come back and someone's going to do something about it. On the flip side of it, it seems criminal to go ahead and plow all the grapevines under, but that's going to be the cheapest solution so it's kind of a no-win situation that people have been put into what do you think do you think you could give it all up and get into the wine business or as my buddy told me the other night get get out of your real job and get into wine call me 877-4-CRUSH-1 or email me laura lawson at winecrush.com 
Because no matter where you turn, we, we talk about the difficulties. It seems like I always do extreme shows. Either we discuss how easy it is to make wine and to make a brand and to make a label and to go out and sell it, or on the opposite end of it, how much money and how much stress and how much time it takes. But also, you have to figure in the factors, if you're going to make a break for it, of the other people around you that don't necessarily want to aid and assist. A good example of that, uh, down in... Um, Southern California. What they're doing is there are some winery rules coming through Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara obviously is an area of California that's starting to expand. And as they expand and you get more wonderful juice coming out of there and great wines, what happens? You have wineries that want to spring up. Well, okay, we've permitted the wineries. The wineries can build. But now everybody and their brother wants to put their two cents worth in. Well, if you're going to build a winery, your parking lot can't be that big. Or if you're going to build a winery, then you have to close at 7. Or you can't have all the people drinking this is not a bar you can't have food if you have food then it seems like a restaurant and more people are going to come now that's usually directly followed by the contingent that's going to argue if i'm going to pour so much alcohol you better have food so those to me those county planning meetings to me are always fascinating because nobody can agree everybody has an opinion and every time you look at it somebody else has a concrete argument so if you had decided that you were going to throw it all away and go in the wine business down in santa barbara you're going to have three of your six neighbors saying no absolutely not you cannot serve food on your property because it will increase the traffic the other three neighbors are going to say if you're going to pour alcohol you have to serve food so i can make sure that drunks aren't driving over my cows and through my fences so everybody somewhere wants to touch your dream and touch your idea of what what they think you should be doing I want to know what you think. Uh, it'll be interesting to follow. They haven't passed any of the winery regulations and winery laws down in Santa Barbara yet, but there are some that are just, again, it goes back to what I just said a couple of minutes ago. Either you have to have food, you can't have food, it's too much traffic, it's too little traffic. How do you find a common ground on something like this? None of us want to have a Walmart built directly across from our house. It's definitely going to increase congestion. It's going to increase traffic. It's going to make it hard to get out of our driveway. On the same token, for business owners, it brings more business into the area. It definitely makes things more convenient. So in a way, it can contribute to your quality of life. So you look at both sides of that, and you think, who wins? Who's the one winning? All I know is that when you decide that you're going to get deeper into the wine business and you start looking at these strictures, then it kind of prohibits that idea of creativity. Maybe that's why we're going to find out why it's called the wines of danger here shortly. I'm going to use one more example from the recent news, and this is actually interesting. Uh, the state of New York have ordered certain retailers no longer to ship into the state. There is a retailer in New Jersey that has been sent a cease and desist letter saying you can no longer send wines into the state of New York. Uh, I don't really understand that. I have to be honest with you. You know, is it a simple factor? I, I think wine should be universal global commerce. If Kent has a bottle I want, I should be able to get it if I'm willing to pay for it, whether he's in Idaho, whether he's in Ohio, whether he's in New Jersey, or whether he's in Bangkok. What is it hurting for anybody? You look at things like that, and the people who wanted to start the retail stores, all these internet shops, now all of a sudden they're getting their dreams squashed because someone doesn't feel they get enough revenue. Go figure. We're going to take a quick break right here, but when we return, we will have Miss Sabrina Rodhams joining us, the winemaker and owner of Scratch Wines. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. That's 800-989-0233.
When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be. 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Now it's more of the Wine Crush. Welcome back to the Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Right now we are joined by Miss Sabrine Rodums. She is the winemaker and owner of Scratch Wines and the woman behind Wines of Danger. Sabrine, welcome to the Wine Crush. Well, thank you for having me. It is actually, I've looked forward to this ever since, uh, I think Wines and Vines did an article on Wines of Danger and what they were doing. And I read about just the concept, one, of what you were doing, and two, to get a group of people together saying, hey, listen, we're all doing something different. Why don't we see that since we've stepped out, we've been brave, we have gone off the grid to do what we want to do. Let's all get together and see what can come of it. So that's exactly what it was. I mean, it was... Um, about 18 months ago, I had this idea, and, and it was like, how do people who already have other jobs, like we all are other winemakers for other wineries, most of us. Now, remember, there, own- you'll hear at the early part, of, now, being in the wine business, that's not a real job. Of course yeah, right. not. You know, yes, no, it's not a real job. You know, that's what... Other people who put on suits, they do real jobs. The rest oh, of us in the wine business. My, if you could only see my hands right now. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, um, so yeah, we were just, you know, I got this idea to do this because I'm thinking how, as a small wine re- wine producer, how do I get a broker, get press, get noticed? You know, and I, and I know a lot of my friends who I went to school with at Davis also work for other wineries, 
also have their own small wine brands on the side. And I'm thinking, everybody else, these guys are all in my same situation, too. And so, you know, we all went camping last year in July with our yearly camping trip. And I said to a couple of them, I said, what do you think about this idea of us getting together, pulling our resources, because we don't have a lot of resources, and making the most of it? And they said, I'm in. We're in. And I knew if I knew five people, they knew five people. And all of a sudden, I had 20 wineries who were interested in this in this idea and it worked you know we were pretty happy for our first event we had about 120 media and trade show up and it was great well it's like it's an old-fashioned guild is what it is hey let's all get together here's our craft and here's what we can present to the world yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and and I was just, you know, I was the nervous Nelly because it was all kind of on me, even though I had given them all, you know, 100 media cards to hand out to their people that they were interested in having there. And, you know, so it was a group effort, but I was the one who I felt like, I really felt like, glad if nobody shows up, I'm in good trouble. <laughs> oh, let's you face facts. It was your idea. You were going to go down. There was right. just no two ways about it. It would have right. been, oh, well, you know, Sabrina had this idea. She did it. And it was a flop, you know, but luckily it wasn't a flop, and we did great, and I think a lot of people got distributors out of it, and I think people got um, more accounts out of it in San Francisco, and we had just a little bit more interest in small producers doing, you know, the thing that the thing that the, 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 uh, Andrew did in Wines and Vines, he ex- explained it very clearly, which I thought was great, was... You sound uh, surprised. Well, well, you know, sometimes it doesn't sound the way you say it. And I basically said to him, you know, yeah, we a lot of us work for other wineries, so naturally our own brands are already going to be sort of out there. And already, you know, somebody was making in that group had a Charbono. Who makes Charbono anymore? Uh, Bob Foley, that's about it. There's one. No, we know Obviously, we only know there's one patch of it. He's actually crawling over the vineyards and stealing Bob's grapes. That's right. So, you know, it's like it's like we're already taking risks because it's our own brand. And if you're going to have your own small brand as a winemaker for somebody else, you're going to take those risks already. And so we're already taking our own risks. And then it's like, so now not only am I small, have a regular day job so I have no time, and I'm making this weird stuff that maybe nobody's interested in. Now i got to sell it. You know, <laughs> i got to get business. So, yeah, it was. it's like the trifecta of doom. And, yeah. and you <laughs> You try to you try to work your way through it, and and so I knew there were other people like me in the same boat that I was in. So you couldn't so be the only one. Yeah, no, I knew I couldn't be, and and, not and, possible. and and I and I knew them, and they all jumped on board, and they and they loved it, and they did. And I'm getting great feedback from the group, and we might actually we're contemplating a spring event in L.A. or in another city outside of the city outside of San Francisco. And then we'll probably always do a fall event in San Francisco and see where it goes from here. You know? I mean, y'all can just be like a th- the third generation rogue group running around that we can all say, I remember when these were these guys were doing this. They were sleeping on this cot. They were doing two wine That's jobs right. at one time. We can say, hey, I remember, my God, when Sabrine was doing this. So it, it's a great launching point. I've got to ask, where did the name Wines of Danger come from? Ooh. Well, you know, I, 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 I was thinking, you know, what are we doing? It's, first of all, the first thing idea I had 18, 18 months ago was moonlighters. And I'm like, well, some of us aren't moonlighters. Some of these guys um, out of the gate, out of wine school that I know, started their own small brand, which is dangerous. I mean, it's just hard enough. So I didn't want to exclude them because they're not exactly moonlighters. And the other thing that I wanted to convey was we're, we're not hobbyists. We're we're professional winemakers. So, um, this is not just, make- oh, we got lucky. Here's a barrel. Here's a couple of grapes. And look what I did. Right. This is, these are real people who have, have education in wine business or maybe or in, in the wine industry or maybe don't, but, but are, have a serious brand and are, you know, trying to really get out there and launch it and, and be serious about it. It's not just something we do on the side. Um, and so that was part of the, the idea. And I thought, you know, dangerous wines. And, of course, you know, you're, you're constantly looking for the URL that's available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why of danger happened to be available? So I bought it and just to hold it and, uh, and, and sort of the rest is history. And I kind of liked that it was sort of campy and a little bit, you know, not too serious, you know. So, it, you know, we're serious. Our, our lives are serious enough. So it's kind of fun to be a little bit, you know, 
TV movie trailer. Well, well that's oh, what that's see, that's exactly what we got too. Because Kent and I were laughing when we read it. We feel like we ought to be wearing tuxedos and gowns and have right, small right. little Walther PSs and this double double oh seven coming through. But, that's right. No, it was supposed to be. And, and the funny thing was, was I had a my, my PR guy, uh, Michael Lynch of Bing Bang Productions, who does PR for for Rath, the, the winery I work for. Um, he. I let him do whatever he wanted to, and I basically said to him, you know, I don't want it to sound like a total cheesy movie trailer, but it can be somewhat cheesy, you know, and so he loved it. He got to go to town and do, you know, write the copy for the press release, and he's the one who sort of came up with the, you know, uh, you know, Wines of Danger, there are safe wines and there are wines of danger, we prefer the latter, you know, like, <laughs> he had a great, he had a great time coming up with the slogans and all that, so. But do you know what's fun. key about all this? You, you look at, and we've talked about this on the show earlier today and we're definitely hitting on all cylinders with this now is that you gave it all up you stepped off the grid yes you, you were doing everything you could to do your job to do winemaking and then you decided you're passionate enough to do something of your own and hearing you talk about it the level of excitement and the laughter that's what makes all these new discoveries all these new wines this is what makes this industry viable well, yeah, and I think, I mean, you know, I always say we weren't, we're trying not to take ourselves too seriously, but, you know, what we are doing is serious, and it's a lot of hard work, so, you know, you got to sit back occasionally and have a beer, you know? <laughs> that, that, hey, we all know that you cannot make good wine without beer. That's hey, Sabrine, right. we got to take a quick break right here. If you don't mind hanging out through these commercials, we will pick up right where we left off in a few. Great. Follow host Laura Lawson on Twitter at Wine Crush Radio. This is The Wine Crush. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5735. That's 1-800-829-5735. Again, 1-800-829-5735. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Call On Call Pharmacy right now and save as much as $700. 800-884-7919. On Call Pharmacy delivers the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Call On Call Pharmacy now and take advantage of this special offer. 800-884-7919. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
We're back with more of The Wine Crush. Welcome back to The Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Right now, we are having an enlivened discussion with Miss Sabrine Rodhams of Wines of Danger and winemaker and owner of Scratch Wines. Sabrine, are you still with us? Yes, I am. All right. So before the break, and we got in our old little line that it takes a lot of beer to make good wine. Wines of Danger, obviously, a group of you coming together is trying to put your best foot forward and strengthen numbers. When you started doing this, what's your ultimate goal? I mean, ultimately, you want your vision out there. You want people to taste your wines, to experience what you perceive as the best of your craft. But as a group, are you looking for distribution? Are you looking for people to buy your wines in shops? Are you looking for restaurants to sell it? What's the end goal of Wines of Danger? Well, the initial the initial idea, since we're all so small, we don't have a lot of wine to pour for you know a big consumer event where a bunch of people are invited. We actually um, we actually just invited the trade and the media, and the trade being restaurants, distributors, um, wine buyers, some consultants because there are a lot of sommelier consultants who consult for multiple restaurants. And the idea was to get more placement in restaurants and 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 um, and um, in shops in San Francisco and the greater Bay Area. So it was very focused. So very localized. Yeah, because a lot of us don't have a big inventory, so that area would probably sell most of our inventory. But now we're thinking, you know, the idea is that you sell most of your inventory, you make more wine, you make more money. So, you know, (laughs) Hey, that that business school education does come back to us occasionally. Oh, wow, look at that. Supply, demand, and profit. I remember those things. You you would be shocked at how many times I hit my head with my fist and think I should have taken a business class because, you know, most of what I do now is business. And none of us want to do it when we're in school. Well, yeah, whatever, you know, but, but yeah. So, um, so I I learn as I go, which is the hard way, but I'm learning. Uh, But um, then the idea, then the next idea and the next step maybe to be in three to five years is eventually do a consumer portion where, you know, consumers come and they get to be exposed to your wines and and maybe the same group or, or a a mixture of this group and new members, you know, we have enough inventory because we're five years along or three years along that we can do a consumer event and have people come taste their wines and then also do a trade and media portion to get more exposure. Which does so. make sense. And I think you're well on your way to getting the exposure. When you're discussing your inventories with all of you guys, I mean, what are we dealing with? Do some of you have 20 cases? Do some of you have 200? Is anyone up around 2,000? How small are these dangerous little wines? Yeah, this was my first vintage, so I'm probably one of the smaller ones, and I was at about 180 cases for three varietals. So I oh, did wow. about 60 cases of each varietal. I do a, a dry Riesling uh, from the Arroyo Seco, a Grenache from the Arroyo Seco, and then a Santa Lucia Highlands um, Pinot Noir. Um, and so, yeah, pretty small, but, you know, because of this, and because now I, I do have two distributors now. Congratulations. Which is great, thank you. Great success. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I need to make more wine. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing, uh, again, how that happens. Wow, look, I sold what I had, now I need more. That's right. And also, I have prospects, so putting, forking out the money now for that inventory isn't so tough, because I know I have people willing to sell it. Because before, I just had an e-commerce website, and and my fingers were crossed, and that was all I had. So, it's it's nice to know that somebody's saying, I'm going to, you took a gamble on Wines of Danger, and you asked us there, and I'm going to take a gamble on you, and here we go. So Well, no, that's perfect, and it puts everything together, whether you're looking at distributor, whether you're looking at a sales website, you know, if all of you together just had a Wines of Danger website where you could sell everything, at least if you weren't trying to ship to New York, you could get it around the country. Yeah, yeah, and and some of the members of the group are bigger and have been around a little longer and do have some distributors, but we're just looking for more business. Uh, and I think our biggest member was fourteen or fifteen hundred cases. So yeah, so it was an array of people, but I think most of us are probably in the. Probably most the average is probably five to six hundred cases if you average it out on what their typical production was like. Well, you've definitely made a splash with both your wines and what we're looking at with Wines of Danger. And it obviously has come out that you are going to be the spokesperson for this group. Now, as you grow, as all of you expand, how are you going to add new members? How is it going to be, oh, okay, you're under 600. Is there going to be a voting system? Is everyone just going to be welcome? What are we going to expect to see from Wines of Danger in the next three years? You know, a lot of associations have rules and my first year since this was the first year it was my it was my idea so I could make the rules I didn't have any rules um, I, I thought anarchy does not work Serene 
Anarchy does not, nor does chaos. I've learned that the hard way, too. Add that to the business school lessons. But I do, but I, you're right. I do think that, you know, and, and we do have to have some guidelines as to what the group is about. And to be quite frank, I would love to grow out of this group. You know, who doesn't want to be successful? So, um, you know, if, if, if 2,000 cases is our limit and we decide, you know, you really have to be small, you have to be under 2,000 cases, uh, then, then at some point, some of us will grow out of this group. But for now, I think for this event, and if we do do a spring event um, in LA, um, we'll, there are not going to be any rules for that. And then after that, we all need to sort of sit down and decide if there are going to be rules. What are they going to be? And you know, I'm, I'm such an inclusive person; it's hard for me to exclude anybody. <laughs> you know, because you, you know, do sound bright be, and bubbly and happy. And oh, yeah, sure, y'all come on. I'm a Libra. What can I say? Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, I just want. I just as long as our goals are the same, you know, as long as I feel good energy with the person and our goals are the same, and some people will probably fall out of the group because it, it might be too loose for them, you know, because some people need structure and they need to know what's going on and they need to know all the details and they need to know where any of their money is going and that sort of thing, but it's, you know, it, and that's fine with me, they're, maybe they're just not for our group. Right, you know? that goes back to the business part of it, yeah. the obsessive yeah. compulsive. Cool. Hey, we're getting close to having to wrap this up, but I do want to ask you, uh, you know, obviously you're a professional, you, this is your livelihood, this is your blood, this is what you want to do. But when you look at what you're doing with Scratch, what was to you the most dangerous moment preparing and putting it all together? What was the one moment where you just went, oh, what have I done? You know, when you buy barrels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be a hefty check. And you have to pay for them in advance, and you don't know if that wine. You know, it's it's a lot of investment. Uh, one French oak barrel uh, is about a thousand dollars, and it only holds sixty gallons of wine. So that that's a huge. I mean, most of the farmers I deal with are pretty flexible guys, so they've been pretty good. But you know, grape costs and barrel costs are your two big costs, and then you're thinking. God, I hope this works because now I'm, you know, 15, 20 grand into this. And if it doesn't work, it's going to be an expensive mistake. And all I'm going to have are these real pretty barrels that I guess I could put plants on at some point in my life. So that, you know, when you start, you know, I really felt like I was playing with the big boys when I bought my first set of barrels. That's for sure. Well, yes, that would be nerve-wracking, having to pick them out, having to look at them, things like that. Well, I figured I didn't need shoes for the next three years. No, of course not. <laughs> shoes are overrated. Hey, just because, one more quick, why do your hands look bad? At the beginning, At the beginning of the segment, you said, my God, you should see my hands right now. Yeah, they're horrible. What, is it from harvest? Is it from putting things together? Oh, because we're bottling right now, and so we're filtering, and yeah, they're, they're purple, and then I have all these hangnails. It's just, it's just nasty. It's just not good. <laughs> I need to go get a manicure. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I think I read something in an article about you that, of course, you and bottling lines don't get along particularly well. Yeah, yeah, I've had some issues, but it's all, you know, I have a really, I had a really good plastic surgeon. He did a great job. <laughs> That is the outlook we want to see. Well, Sabrine, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed having you on the crush today. I hope I will have you back in about three years. You'll be holding up that number one wine, and we can say we knew you win. That would be awesome. I'd like to be there, too. That'd be great. Fair enough. Well, thanks again for being on the crush, and we'll definitely all be keeping our eyes out on you and on Wines of Danger. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. Have a great day. And right now, we're going to take another break on The Crush. And when we return, we will wrap up today's show and just kind of sum up what giving it all up has been about in the wine business. How would you rate this one, Miles? This one is pretty damn good. This is the new one. Right, Chris? Just released about two months ago. Nice job. Mm. You could work in a wine store, Miles. Mm. That'd be a good move. Need a wine recommendation for a party? Want Laura to address something on the show? Email her at lauralawson at winecrush.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. 
Call now to save a life. 800-915-9734. 800-915-9734. That's 800-915-9734. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, Call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-856-1330 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-856-1330. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration, a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important, and little things like patience and kindness count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. and the Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. This is the Wine Crush. And that bubbly, laughing, excited young lady was Miss Sabrina Rodums. She is the winemaker and owner of Scratch Wine. She is also the lady behind Wines of Danger. And I think that is really what surmises what we've tried to encapsulate in today's show, is putting things together. There have been great things discovered through people who were pioneering. Whether it's finding that one thing you're passionate about, in this case, it's always going to be wine. Now, whether you're a winemaker by trade and don't know anything about sales, or if you're in sales and marketing, you don't necessarily know anything about dirt, or using Neely as an example from our wine recommendation, uh, one of the brothers was a geneticist. Nobody knows everything about everything going into it. Whether it was Sabrina saying, I keep hitting my head, saying I should have taken a business course. I, on the other side, hit my head thinking, gosh, why didn't I take a French course? Why didn't I take a uh, biotics course you look at all these things and you have to understand that without great risk there is not great reward and the fine young people and the people who are branching out who don't know everything about wine, who have not been in it for generations, but are willing to say, hey, I've got a vision, I've got a passion, I want to share that with everybody else, they are what is making the United States and the worldwide wine industry so much fun and so interesting right now. Can you imagine, for those of you who've been around wine for a long time, especially for those of you who've been in the industry, if you had said 40 years ago there was a small guild coming up called Wines of Danger and they were going to be the next cutting edge, how seriously would we have taken them? How seriously they didn't have an I, they didn't have a vowel on the end of their name. But 40 years later, you see the passion, you see the industry, and know that this is the future. So for those of you who are thinking of giving it all up you got to be aware of the risk but all you have to do is see delight and see someone like what Sabrina's doing to understand there's going to be great reward for all of us involved as always here on the crush we're reminding you to sip socially to drink responsibly to drink what you like not what you're told but most importantly in vino veritas in wine there is truth i'm laura lawson and i'll talk with you next week <laughs>